The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to The Power to Create Yourself with Ross Rameen. If you or someone you are close to is dealing with addiction, there are so many programs out there that can help you. But how do you gauge which ones are going to work the best for you? Some are expensive, some deal with some of the issues, but don't get to the heart of the matter. Others treat the problem at a basic level, but don't determine ultimate success. Join us now for an hour that sets out to be truly groundbreaking and will help you discover how to find the best program for your addiction problem. Now, here is Ross Rameen. Hi, welcome to the show. This is Ross Rameen, and this is The Power to Create Yourself. We're coming to you from Los Angeles, California at the Rebos Treatment Center. You can find us on the website at rebos, R-E-B-O-S, treatment.com. We are an outpatient facility here in L.A., um, helping people with um, chemical dependency, uh, mental health, um, all sorts of things. Helping people uh, create who they've always wanted to be. Uh, today we have another edition of our client files, as I like to call it, um, where I bring in people that it's just like who I am um, to tell their stories about where they've been, uh, where they're going, um, the struggles that they've had, um, the bliss that they're um, starting to see in their own lives. And uh, we have a guest with us today. His name is Drew. He's 28 years old, and he is just going to kind of talk to us about his story and where he's been and uh, hopefully... You know, help our listeners out there with, um, you know, kind of the realities of what what goes on and, um, you know, how people can help themselves. And uh, Drew, welcome to the show. Hi. How's it going? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Right on, man. Right on. Well, I met Drew a few days ago and his story is kind of perfect because it's your story drew is so much like everybody else's. It's very similar to mine. You're 28 years old. Uh, you have been through multiple, and we'll get into a little more detail about this in a second, but you've been through multiple facilities. Some of them you have completed. Some of them you have go- you've completed, but you haven't completed, so to say. Right, right. And then there's somewhere you've just gone AWOL. You've just walked from. Sure. Um, and you, you know, you could see Drew. He's just a normal, clean cut, you know, guy. And you know, you wouldn't suspect these things, um, but he's a very driven guy. He knows that there's more to him. Um, so, Drew, I, tell us, tell me, tell us a little bit about how this start from you. First off, what is your drug of choice? Uh, right now, my drug of choice is definitely heroin, meth, and uh, Xanax. Um, Was it always that? No. What no, would I you start with? That. Would you start with what? What opened the gate uh, doors for alcohol. you? Alcohol. Alcohol. Alcohol for sure. How old were you? Um, I tried it when I was 16, but it started to become a problem um, when I went off to college from high school. Yeah. Um, and I had more freedom. Yeah. So I went from uh, you know once every four weekends to every day to not going to class and and drinking you know almost a um, over a liter a day. Um, and um, yeah, I mean that's how it started. Yeah, I hear you, man. When um. When did you? When was the first time you went to treatment? I went to treatment. Um, How old were you? 
I went. I was 21 years old. Yeah. Um, I went to treatment for the first time. I was kind of fighting it, but I had no choice. How how um, that happened? Did your family do an intervention on you, or did you what 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 went down? Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to get down with that, um, it, that was a, a long time ago. It feels like um, through everything I've been through, but uh, I was at another college um, that I went to, and uh, um, this time I was attending classes, but still. You know, you experimenting with drugs, um, yeah. started to use more and more uh, cocaine, which I started to use when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, my, my dealer dropped a little um, in my house, um, you know, a couple eight balls of coke. And he didn't notice. He left. Um, and then he came back threatening. I told him I didn't have it, of course. Yeah. Um, and I was very, very scared of that. And my family has been... They talked to me a couple times about treatment. Yeah, and I think I I went with, you know, because I was scared of this guy essentially. Yeah, and uh, you know I was going to get help with uh, rent anymore. Mm-hmm. So because um, because be, I I lost my job. That's another thing that happened with me. That I had because of the alcohol. Years. Yeah, alcohol, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, I, I was good always at what I did, and I still am. Yeah, for work reasons, but. Um, I just have problems, you know, I'll go on spurs where it's just a mess and I miss a whole week of work and that's really why I lost this, this, this job and a lot more. Yeah. You were floundering. Yeah. You were floundering. Yeah. I remember my brother said that to me when I first went to treatment he goes, he looked at me and goes, Ross, you're floundering in your life. You know, (laughs) it's just like, I hadn't lost my job yet, but I, but I, but I was like, I was at a, I was at a $12 an hour job and I wasn't going anywhere (laughs) and I was 28. I was literally, it just wasn't moving anywhere. What, when you went into treatment the first time, you, you said that you didn't, you didn't really want to go, but you kind of had it, you had an inkling and don't let me put words in your mouth, but you, I'm just kind of going by just how you were looking at me. You kind of wanted to go. You saw kind of like, yeah, this is probably relevant, but I can think of hundred other places I'd rather be right now. Well, I knew I was going, I, this is after I've had two DWIs, both, um, one was a terrible car accident, and one was, uh, um, you know, in my car, I, you know, hit a car. Um, but it was after that, um, I knew I was going to fail my um, drug test, and I decided to go off to treatment and um, get away from all of that, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Then, so this is at 21, correct? Yeah. Then you went to, uh, then how long did you stay sober after that time you went to treatment? Uh, one day. Yeah, hours. Yeah, hours. Wow, definitely. Why? I, I left after eleven days, and it was when my family came uh, for the family program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was too intense for me. The um, family program was. Yeah, and I threw a fit, and I ran out, and I ran to the bar. Wow. Yeah. Wow, your emotions got the best of you. Yes. Wow. You had said that you struggled, that your emotions get the better of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that's big reason. Um. I, I feel why I got got to where I am today um, is not being able to deal with my emotions and uh, being impulsive. I'm stubborn. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of selfishness um, that I didn't realize until you know later yeah. um, through a few treatments of how damaging my personality is um, to myself. Um, so yeah, emotions are. 
I mean, <laughs> it's everything, man. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. It's the biggest thing that's gonna, you know, you can you can want to be sober physically, and physically sober is really a piece of cake. But what you're dealing with right now with the emotional side of it, that's going to be everything for you. That's going to make or break you with anything. And whether you're in business, whether you're in a relationship with your dog, your wife, your buddies. Whatever it is, the emotion, it's how, I mean, as all the big guys say in business, it's like, if you can't control your emotions, you're not going to be able to control your life. Right. And it's such, you're really going to have to, you know, and I think that's what, from what I've heard from, you know, from counselors and other people I've talked to and just talking to you briefly, I mean, it's, it sounds like that's your, that's your big thing you're grappling with right now. It's just how to grapple the emotions and how to, um, how to respond to things as opposed to react. Right, right, and uh, I mean definitely with with counselor counseling help, um, peer led help. Um, I've definitely learned of ways uh, to get grounded and control my emotions, but that's not always easy to do um, when you're impulsive, um, when I'm selfish. Yeah, um, it, it's it's not the first thing I think of. Yeah, is what I've. It takes practice. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, right. it wouldn't it be great if this was like a light switch? You could just flip it on and go. <laughs> I'm totally chill now. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. It'd be a miracle. Yeah. Hey, I I was the most I'm the most emotional guy on the planet. I cry right. on I cry at the snap of a finger. The wind blows from the southwest. I'm like, I'm a ball of mush. I really <laughs> am. But and I re, and when I went through treatment myself, you know, I I mean I literally it's embarrassing to say, but. People would tell me to do stuff. I broke three coffee tables when I was in treatment. I was so angry. <laughs> I was so angry. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like my body was going through good versus evil, and it was just like being torn apart, and it's just constantly, and it's, and then, so I'm going through treatment trying to, you know, do this, and then I've got the outside world, you know, families driving me crazy, which they're probably not even doing anything that big, but right. the littlest thing is just, boom, blowing everything up. And then I had a girlfriend at the time, and she couldn't do anything right, and I couldn't even tie my shoes right. I'd wear the same white T-shirt every day, and the whole thing didn't was a total mess. <laughs> um, no, I get it, man. I really get it. And I think a lot of our listeners, um, they probably understand that, too. I think the majority of the reason why people are in this, you know, they've either – their emotions get the better of them. I always tell people they don't relapse by just tripping into a pile of cocaine. You relapse because your emotions or your beliefs get the better of you which turns into a physical action, which is relapse. So when people come in and they say, Ross, I relapsed today. I can't believe this just happened. It really came out of nowhere. And I said, well, let's think about that. Did it really come out of nowhere? Or did this happen a week ago, two weeks ago? Did you get back together with your boyfriend, your girlfriend? Did you go back to the job that drives you nuts? You know, it's going to set it. I mean, it's a chain reaction. It's a chain reaction. Totally is. I can relate to all of that. Yeah. When um, when you went through other treatments, what when did you? I mean, this emotion side of it is really the honey hole for you. I mean, it seems like, you know, it's you already know you have a drug addiction. You know what not to do. You know, meth is bad for you. you know, cocaine is bad for you. you. Know, Xanax is bad for you. You know that's bad, and so it's that's easier to put a thing on it. But emotions, every single thing in this world has an emotion to it. You get a new iPhone. There's a there's a really cool emotion that gets wow I get this sure. great new gadget, um, you know it's a new shirt new shoes. There's emotions tied to everything. Somebody dies, somebody has a birthday, a wedding. You do, they do, whatever it is. But I mean that really sounds like your honey hole. When did you? I mean it sounds like you're 
I say honey hole, but it sounds like your underlying issue. Do you think it is? Yeah, I think that is. Um, definitely my emotions get the best of me. Uh, I mean, I can't argue that. Um, I think a lot of it, too, is just, you know, some trauma that I have mm -hmm. and some um, resentments um, towards certain people. Um, and I don't know how to act sober, really. I don't know how to control anything. I don't know how to do anything. Uh, I get angry. I get emotional. That is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that right now. Honest to God, that is the best thing I've heard in so long. When you can actually call yourself out on something like that and say, I don't know how to do this, it's it's just like anything else. You're not faking it because that's not going to get you anywhere. You you just don't know. What's wrong with that? You, I mean, besides the fact you don't know. But you that means that you're you're open to, like, let's get knowledgeable on this. What do I what do I got to do to to get my emotions in check? Because there's a right time to have emotions. Right. You know, it's right. like I look at it. It's like it's one guy told me when I first got sober. He says, um, "You cannot get over intoxicated by your emotions." And I was like, "What does that mean?" He goes, "It's like 15 minutes of fame." You know those. You know, there's people out there that you know they get famous because they're an American Idol or whatever they're at, and it's almost like. They kind of milk it a little too long. It's like, great, you had one hit wonder song. Just, you know, take that and love that. But it's time to move on. Or you see people, they get really sad. And they, like, somebody dies. And they are depressed for years. It, they're not just sad. They are, like, they're in DEFCON 5 depression. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to know, you know, it's good to be sad. But you have to know when to, like, kind of get out of bed, so to say, and going to the next level and it's like it's it's great to be happy but it's not so great to be happier so to say with a lot of errors on the end of it sure um you got to know when to get out because i've relapsed just as many times as being way too happy as i have been is way too sad probably more happy than sad wow yeah definitely because i love to celebrate sure i love it I'm, I have a problem. It's nothing it's is good. Fun, yeah. Right. I want to be happier. Yeah. <laughs> Happy sure. is not good enough. Happier is right? even better. And how it is. Um, yeah. I didn't, I didn't use for, um, for sad reasons as much as I did is just, let's get it going. And I also used a lot because of uh, the social anxieties. Right. Very I mean, well. that's, that's totally a problem too for me. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. At first it was a long time through my early twenties that, um, you know, I was very, very depressed and I still am very depressed. Didn't do anything about it, but used, um, it was hard for me to get out of bed in the morning. Um, it was hard for me to go to work, especially when you're, you know, feeling terrible coming off things and, and, um, you know, detoxing, you know, really, and, yeah. uh, going out in the world, you know, I just couldn't do that for a long time. And then, you know, I found some other drugs that kind of popped me up and, um, I know I knew I had to make money to support myself and support my habit. So I would always make sure I had a good job and that would keep me up. Um, so I, I mean, I've through the through my years, uh, you know, 10 years of using, I, I've definitely, you know, toted, toted on the unmanageability line. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd crash, I'd crash way below it yeah. um, after just being above it. For a while, so we're talking today with uh, Drew, uh, who is in. How many days sober do you have now? 
I have 47. He's 47 days sober. Yeah. Um, you look great, dude. You really do. Um, <laughs> Thanks a lot. I mean, um, I want to get back um, after our, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I want to get back into the um, feeling your depression and how that goes for it. And then okay. maybe what the drugs, um, what the drugs did you to kind of glass over that, to kind of fill in those holes. Because right. that's a, that's a, that's a big deal for it. But um, at 47 days, man, that's a big deal. It's, it's huge for me. It really to is. To walk us, to do anything straight physically and emotionally together i mean it's one thing to go to the gym every day but it's another thing like if you're going to the gym every day but you're cheating once you get home you're right. not do you're not doing the gym thing very right. well it's not a combined package but to do what you're doing at 47 days keeping the emotions in check as best as you can at this early stage and then you know then have the physical side congratulations man That's hey a big thank deal. you you got it hey we'll be right back this is ross for and we're this is the power to create yourself and um stay tuned A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Getting sober isn't just about not drinking and not doing drugs. It's a way of life. At Rebos, we have a team of talented professionals, each with their own clear and distinct message to walk clients from the darkest point in their lives out into the light. Rebos offers a carefully curated selection of groups and workshops in addition to a minimum of six individual sessions per week. At Rebos, we believe there are no cookie-cutter clients, and we meet every individual where they are at today. It's not a Rebos program. It's your program. Our team wants to help as many people as possible become who they want to be. And if you don't know who you want to be, we'll help you. Visit Rebostreatment.com to learn more about the Rebos Treatment Center. That's R-E-B-O-S treatment.com. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. listening to the power to create yourself with ross ramin to find out more about ross and the program visit the rebos treatment center website at rebostreatment.com now back to the power to create yourself hi welcome back to the show this is ross ramin we're coming to you from the rebos treatment center in los angeles california we're sitting here with drew drew's got 47 days 47 47 days of sobriety um Drew has been through a number of treatment centers. Some he has completed um, totally. Some he has, uh, he's just been. <laughs> and some he's just walked out of because um, it's gotten too much for him. 
and we were just talking uh, with you, Drew, um, about kind of sounding like underlying issues of why you do what you do, uh, why drugs help you. Um, drugs, believe it or not, are, you know, are one hell of a Band-Aid for emotions or one hell of a Band-Aid to get over um, physical problems, emotional problems, mental problems. But, but let me tell you, a Band-Aid. <laughs> you know, totally. because they work for a little bit. Yeah. But then they then they turn around, they bite you right in the butt. Um, talk to me about you. You had mentioned um, before we went to break. You talked about depression that you had, um, which is obviously coming up a lot more in the news now. People, it's becoming like a real thing. Like people are like, this is actually a real thing. It's just not. People. Oh, it is. People for sure. People just don't have like a sad day. They like, they cannot see it's like you look at the actor robin williams you know the funniest guy on the planet but when he was alone reportedly he couldn't see five inches in front of him it was just dark he just it was it wasn't happy inside of his head hence he would drink hence he would do cocaine that would that would that would basically kind of put a blanket over that the sharp edges that depression had and anxiety had what tell me about your depression your in your anxiety as well um, yeah, yeah. My anxiety is off the charts for me. Is it specific um, things or is it everything? Um, it's pretty much everything. I'm, yeah. I'm always anxious, I feel like. How'd you um, get to do this show then? Why'd you agree to do this? Um, because I thought it would, it would, it would be good for me, you know, just to, uh, yeah. speak out. I've never done this before. Yeah. Um, I feel like, um, I put a, I, I put kind of a mask on sometimes I don't let people know who I am. I, I make people character. see that I'm confident yeah. um, when I'm not, um, that I have integrity when I don't. Um, I've been a leader at multiple jobs, and, uh, you know, that falls apart after a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can I can get things together for maybe two, three weeks, and then I lose it all and more, yeah. essentially because of my anxiety, because of my depression and, um, the mask I put on it and myself with the drugs and alcohol that I take. Yeah. It sounds that like makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Okay. You're leading somebody else's life and not your own. Right. I get it. Yeah. I get I, it. You're I, just, you're literally have a whole stage character. I'm an actor. Yeah. You're a total actor. <laughs> I'm in no. LA. No, congratulations. Yeah. Just admit it. You just admitted that to me. Oh, I yeah. mean, you admitted it to a lot of people just now. But that's the best thing you could ever do. It's not a lie anymore. It's like you just called yourself out in the best possible way. Hey, I get it. I one time, I counted 12 different Rosses once in my life. 12. <laughs> actively wow. at the same time. Because I had somebody for who I was around friends in this part of the country. I had around, the, I was a different Ross in front of my brother, in front of my one sister, in front of my other sister, in front of my mom, in front of my cousins, in front of, you know, nephews and nieces, dogs. The only time, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I never and thought of it that way. No, yeah. you think about it. Think about, think about how you are in front of your mom, your dad, your dog. Then think about this. When you're alone in the bathroom shaving in the morning, when nobody's there, that's when I find when people are actually themselves. And then then look at yourself and go, can you actually look at yourself? You know, it's like one thing when you shave in the mirror, are you really looking into your eyes? Can you do that? I couldn't for a long time. Wow. I couldn't. 
that makes me think about things because I definitely look at myself in the mirror and see insecurity. Yeah. Um, see a failure essentially. Yeah. Um, not every day, but most days. Yeah, definitely. But what you just did now, I mean, you just admitted your biggest shortcoming that you're, and I say this respectfully, you're a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're full of it. And I, again, respectfully, most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. But now it's like you just came out and you called yourself out in the best possible way. So it's like in every single day now, it's really kind of neat that you did that because the only way that I was able to get over that type of stuff is I literally, I didn't talk for three weeks. The only person that I talked to were my therapists when I was in treatment. And, and they came up to me and one of my therapists, he came up to me and he said, he goes, Ross, we have reports that you're isolating and you're not talking to the other clients. I said, I told him, I said, Keith, I can't talk to him. And he goes, why? What are you not good enough for him? I go, no, because every single thing that comes out of my mouth is a total lie. If you told me you lived in a three-bedroom house, I would just tell you I lived in a four-bedroom house. If you told me you had you had a you had a plane, I had one that was ten feet longer. You know, if you caught a fish twenty-two inches long, I caught one twenty-four inches long. You know, just which I think is acceptable when you're fishing, but I think that's another story for the outdoorsman that that, that I know listen to this show. But you can't. I just realized everything that was coming out of my mouth was a total fabrication. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that wasn't specifically like, like me. I mean, what I found is I did that definitely to people in the outside world, yeah. outside of a, outside of treatment. Yeah. And, uh, the only place I've been able to find some, um, solace is, is being in a inpatient or outpatient treatment center, um, or AA because I'm, I'm around people just like me. And, yeah. uh, it was very hard for me at first through the first few treatments Obviously, I left uh, out of my first four. I left three of them. You know, um, when you said you're around people that are like you, around like the new version of you or the old you, the new version of me. Yeah. That, I mean, I, I feel like I, I still have something. You know, I have my morals. I have things my parents taught me still, even though I, I threw them in the garbage for a while um, and sifted through it to, to get. You haven't back. taken out the garbage. You yeah, put them in the garbage, yeah, but you didn't take it out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, yeah. I was depressed right yeah no uh um but definitely um i am in a good spot at rebos right now and uh um i have some hope and that's something that has changed with me and was not i i didn't have that the last few times because i've tried so hard to be better and and to be clean to be sober to, you know and i'd fail I'd fail and I wouldn't tell anyone yeah. that I failed because I don't want the backlash. And, and it's, uh, it's something that is always in my head. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I am very grateful to be where I'm at right now. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. I bet. It seems like just talking to you, it's, this is a very different, this is a very different treatment that you've been through. Definitely is. You know, people always, you know, people kind of knock on our industry. They're like, uh, going to treatment doesn't fix people. But it's like, you know, you can get that. It's a, a silly, uh, cheesy cliche. It's like, you know, you can bring the water out to the horse, but you can't make him drink right. it. You know, and it sounds like that. Yeah, You know, it's, you know, the water that we've brought out, you're starting to drink it slowly. You're not trying to choke on it. You're still kind of swishing around in your mouth a little bit, depending on the subject. Uh, what do you think, 
you know, with the with being depressed and having the the, the anxieties. The, like, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm okay. social anxiety. Sure. Um, what are you doing to kind of nip that in the butt? What What are you What are you What are you doing for yourself that gets you through? You're going to leave here today. You're going to walk out of Rebos today. And you're going to go back to your sober living, your house. You're going to go to a meeting, whatever you do. Sure. What What do you do to kind of kind to recognize the anxiety, to recognize the depression, so it doesn't overwhelm you to where you need to medicate it with drugs? What do you do on a daily basis? That's funny you say that because sometimes I can I can bring it down. Um, to something I can handle. Yeah. And sometimes I fail and, and um, I go use, but this has happened to me while through my 47 days right now where I actually went up and I talked to someone and asked for help yeah. and I was having a panic attack. I was shaking. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was out of nowhere too, um, which is scary. And uh, there's other times where I can feel it coming on and I can, you know, I breathe heavily, um, take deep breaths. Um, I find a quiet place. I, um, you know, use grounding techniques I've learned through treatment um, that I'm trying to use to, and they work. And I, I, I pretty much just breathe and think of a place that um, makes me feel good. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I do. And just keep it, keep it honest. Yeah. Move slow. But sometimes that doesn't work for me. So I'm still learning. Um, Why don't you think it works for you? Because something... Is, is, is that technique? Let, let me rephrase it. Is that technique not working for you, or are you bringing a situation into your life that shouldn't be there, or both? I think I have trouble letting go. Well, of things is what it comes down to. There, um, people, places, letting go sure. of people for sure. Really? Um, yeah, um, letting go of having control. Um, I like to control things um, so I don't have those anxiety attacks. I don't deal with depression. Um, I just want to control my treatment um, in a way. And I I have to look. You want to tell the doctors what to do. Exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely my own doctor, you know. (laughs) And uh, that's something that still hasn't changed yet. And um, it's getting better. But um, definitely, definitely I am my own doctor. I know what's best for me, right? Are you your own accountant or would you be your own lawyer? <laughs> I'm definitely my own lawyer too. Yeah. Uh, I've never been happy with, you know, what the lawyer's doing. Why is he doing that? You know, I've, I've had trouble with that in the past. Um, money wise, um, my dad, uh, you know, he, he's a banker and manages my account. He looks at what I'm spending on and he's harasses me constantly <laughs> yeah. to see what I'm buying and what I'm doing. Why did you take this much cash out, Drew? Um, you know, you have this bill to pay. Why aren't you paying that bill? Um, but um, so I, I mean, I, he is, he is control. You know, I, I, I need to learn to lose control and trust in people. a good way. Yeah. And trust people. Lose control in a good way. Yeah. 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 Lose control of things that even I can't control. Yeah. Like, for example, um, decisions being made um, about my job, um, my disability with the problems I have, um, letting go of what people feel about me and what's going to happen with those people. And just trying to sit back and listen 
and uh, yeah, I mean that's something I struggle with big time, and I've I've been recognizing that. I've been working on it with my counselors. Yeah, definitely. It's not so, easy, dude. Yeah, it's not easy at all. You have to learn how to you you need to learn how to let go of what's actually relevant in your life, what's worth getting anxiety over, yeah, and what's not. And it's like sweating the small things. Oh, it's 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 tough. It really and is. And accepting others for who they are. Your dad might never change. That's your dad. That's your dad, but you're bringing your dad on. And granted, we haven't done a family session or anything like that, but just how he gets into your bank account or does something like that. You know, there's parents will be parents, you yeah. know. Oh, he wants what's best for me. Definitely. Oh, totally. Yeah. He does. He, he's He's been great, a great support for me. Um, Most dads do. Yeah. Most parents do. But they don't know how to, when to let go themselves. You know, it's like they, they you know, I don't know how many moms I deal with that are still yeah. telling their daughters at 55 years old, you know, their daughter's 55 and they're like, you know, you're still going to do this because you're my daughter. And it's like, well, I'm 55 now, you know, mom, you know, they're you know, moms are wanting their daughters to live in the mom's shoes. So right. I'm saying the dads and the sons, you know, the same type of a thing. Um, I can see that. And, and the thing is, if I didn't have them to support me, though, yeah, um, I would be dead right now for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and they love you unconditionally, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. And they have stepped back. Um, and they've, they've learned that. They've gone through some family group therapies with me, of course, in my past treatments. Yeah. And uh, my mom definitely has, has taken a, a big step back from me. Um, and she's the daughter of an alcoholic herself, my, my grandfather. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my dad, uh, you know, I think he's kind of um, looked at himself. He started going to AA not too long ago. And uh, I didn't even know he had a problem. Honestly, this is a really neat thing that goes on for you right now because it's, you know, I find this so much when, it, when we have clients that come in here, you know, the husband, the wives, the kids, they'll go through our process. And this happens at not just at our treatment center, at all of them. And the, and the families are so forced to look at their own side of their stuff, of what they're doing, what's not productive for the family, not just for the, the two individuals like you and your dad. But right. What's productive for the family. Right to go through it and now your dad's going to AA stuff and probably maybe even some Al-Anon stuff you should probably do both um, they've tried that for sure yeah into really looking at it um, because it's a two way street there on a lot of this stuff sometimes traffic could be a little heavier on one side of the street than the other but nonetheless <laughs> it's a two way street right um, well, listen we're going to take another quick break we're going to come back again real quick I want to finish up with you Drew this is just really great um they We're with Drew. It. Yeah, you got it, man. We're with Drew right now. Um, he's a um, he's at forty seven days of sobriety um, and from addiction, and he's uh, he's working it. He's working the program. He's working what he's supposed to do. He's um, he's uncomfortable in a good way. Um, he's going through the stuff. You're totally rebuilding your life. You're twenty years old, and you're rebuilding your life. So um, we're gonna get more into this. Um, thanks for tuning in with us. We'll be right back. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Getting sober isn't just about not drinking and not doing drugs. It's a way of life. At Rebos, we have a team of talented professionals, each with their own clear and distinct message to walk clients from the darkest point in their lives out into the light. 
Rebos offers a carefully curated selection of groups and workshops in addition to a minimum of six individual sessions per week. At Rebos, we believe there are no cookie-cutter clients, and we meet every individual where they are at today. It's not a Rebos program. It's your program. Our team wants to help as many people as possible become who they want to be. And if you don't know who you want to be, we'll help you. Visit Rebostreatment.com to learn more about the Rebos Treatment Center. That's R-E-B-O-S Treatment.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Power to Create Yourself with Ross Ramin. To find out more about Ross and the program, visit the Rebos Treatment Center website at rebostreatment.com. Now, back to The Power to Create Yourself. Hi, welcome back to the show. This is Ross Ramin. Um, thanks for joining us on The Power to Create Yourself. Uh, we are sitting here with Drew. Drew is uh, 47 days sober and doing great. Uh, he is going through um, what people should be going through at 47 days of sobriety. Um, I always get a, I always kind of giggle kind of nervously when people come in. They're like, I'm 50 days sober and they're jumping around and they think it's great, which they should be doing. But they don't have the look in their eye like I'm in it because there's a different way of saying you're in it. It's like saying I went to the gym, but you're not sweating. <laughs> so how like how hard did you just work out if you actually just went to the gym? Right. <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. And you're sweating. So it shows that you're working. Um, and it's not a nervous sweat. It's it's a healthy sweat. You come in here every day. You're 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 sitting down with your team, figuring out what doesn't work. There are certain things that I'm sure you are very um, honest about and very, um, they're wide open. Mm -hmm. Like this is obvious, like it's kind of like, it's like body wounds. There's, you have gaping, gushing, bloody holes. And some of them are really, it's internal and it's not as obvious. And that's got to be very difficult for people or for you 
to accept sometimes because you don't see it when you look in the mirror. It's it's kind of what we pick up as we talk right. about it. Right. Um, you probably have a suspicion of it. Um, you know, after we we've talked we've talked about so much information, and I think it's been really kind of neat to, as I just told you, told you, Drew, that this conversation took a different spin than I was planning on for it to take, which yeah. I love it because you have really you are doing treatment the way that most people don't like to talk about. You know, they don't want to, you are really showing your weak side right now. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. 10, ten years of use and, and throwing away, you know, opportunities, you know, over and over again um, to where I'm, you know, 28, have been through maybe 10 or 11, 12 treatments. Wow. Um Still, you know, after the treatments, you know, working my job, hiding, um, not doing what I was told. I've, I've tried doing what I was told and then I fail, you know, after like 20 days. Um, I just, I'm just trying to change my brain and I, in, in how I think, the way I think is just so sick and addiction just is there. It's, it's. Just poisons it more. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I can't really, I can't really find the word for it. No, I, I, I sympathize with you, um, just because I've been through it and I get it. And don't be worried with where you're at right now because I got to be really honest with you. It's you're very. It's just you're being so honest about with where you're at, and you can't move forward unless you're it, unless you're really honest with where you're at. You're. You're try- you came into this place spiritually bankrupt, right. and now you're trying to become spiritually profitable. It's just like business. Your business cannot – you are a business. You are your own product, right. and you're trying to become profitable. Right. So the only way a business – we could be selling pens. The only way your pen company, Drew's Pen Company, is going to be successful is, this, is if you sit down on a daily basis with your workers, your, your, your employees – and go, what are my margins? What am I working on? Right. How do I make this better? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. The same way you get sober is the same way you grow a business. And I know that just because I started my own business. I'm like, this is the same way that I got sober. <laughs> I have to look it out every quarter. I have to look. I can't do it one day at a time right now. In my business, I do it by the quarters. Because right. I'm not going to close. I used to relapse after one bad day. I could have oh, yeah. 150 days of just total profitability, <laughs> of spiritual profitability. And I have one bad day because some, some guy gave me the finger at, at a you know at, in my car. And at a stoplight, but it's the same thing with business. You look at the big picture of what's going on. You have 47 days of, of, of not even failures going on right now. Every day you've had a success. You're opening up a new door. You just came out in front of all these people on the radio of, of some of your, your shortcomings right. and your weaknesses. You would never have would have admitted that before no ever no and you probably didn't even think that when you walked in here but you just spilled your beans dude <laughs> you yeah did. You know, it's kind of like a conversation with me for me right now it's I, amazing i haven't really thought of the uh radio aspect even i just you're asking me questions and i'm answering them it's amazing you just called yourself out in the best way and that's what you have to do and calling yourself out in the best way sometimes is extremely painful but you know why it's more painful then if you hold it up for you know for years, then you just ripped it off. 
it's not a problem for you anymore. You just, you admit it to yourself and others right now. It's not a problem anymore unless you want to go cannonball right back into that dirty pool water. So that, so which leads into my next question for you, where are you going now? What's your plan for the, for the near future, for the, for the near future and for a year out? What, what for you to gain, for you to become the man that you want to, that you want to be, because I know you have a picture of that in your head. I know you do. What do you got to do to get that? You, you've been through a lot of treatment, whether or not it's worked or not, like where, where you stay physically sober, that's another conversation because it hasn't. But I'm guaranteed during that time, you have picked up things that you know right from wrong of what not to do. You probably know 90% of your solution of how to become the man that you want to be. I'm willing to, I, I, I bet the farm on it. <laughs> so what, what do you got to do now to go forward? What can't you do and what do you have to do? And what have you learned? Um, well, I've, I've learned a lot, you know, obviously, uh, going from, from rehab to rehab to rehab. Um, but, um, one thing different I did right now is kind of, I left my comfort zone. I left Minnesota is, is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I made it by the grace of God out, out to California. Um, the last day I used, I, was uh, rushed in an ambulance with an overdose uh, with three Narcan, Narcan shots and and uh, stayed six seven hours in the in the hospital. Um, and the next day I was on a flight to California. Wow! And uh, one thing that is different this time is um, I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm somewhere different where I can actually think about my past. And where I'm at now, and I just want to stay in today, and not think about the future um, you. until you know you said the year from now. Of course, I have a plan for that. What I'd like. Um, What's your goal? What What do you like? Uh, when we all have to have a goal, you well, can't. I want to be happy first and foremost. More than anything, I want to be happy. I don't want to feel like I I want to die anymore, and or that I wish I were dead. I mean, that's it sucky feeling and yeah. I, I can't, I've only can think of a couple times I didn't feel like that in the last 10 years um, I want to have a re- relationship with my son um, I have a 4 year old son um, that was a product of a uh, treatment relationship um, that did not work for me but I had a beautiful boy because of it Yeah. Um, I want to um, have a good relationship with my brothers I'm in the middle of three boys. Um, I want to have a great relationship with my parents, um, especially my mother. Again, I, I love her to death, and and uh, we don't talk much uh, lately. Um, I want to be there for people. I Everyone's always been there for me through this, and I've never been there for them. Wow. You know, I... You know, I've... That's a powerful I've statement. I've drunk at their weddings, you know, wasted, and there's this super special day um i both my brothers and uh i've i've always been that black sheep of the family and i I, it was not like that growing up for me um i grew up you know in a stable conservative home went to church every sunday um i was in church groups i was in athletics i was in choir um did not ever think of drugs or alcohol ever until I feel like I needed to fit in at college, I think, 
and that just grew on my mind, my obsession um, for more, um, not wanting to feel. I kept failing and failing, and I drank more and more, and I used more and more, and I experimented. Um, and now I, I know it's a disease. I used to feel like it wasn't, but I know it's a disease when I don't want to use anymore, and I'm using. You know, I'm, I'm relapsing. I'm waking up with the windows crashed in my car. Um, um, I'm up for days, 10 days on, on methamphetamine. And now I'm going crazy. And, and my family is seeing me like this. I mean, this happened. I'm 205 now. I've been down to uh, 130 before. Wow. And uh, I'm six foot one. So it's really scary um, when they see me like that. And I don't want them to see me like that anymore. And they don't deserve that. Um one day they're just going to drop me, you know, if I keep doing this and, and I'm going to end up dead. I mean, and almost, it's almost like if I use again and do that, I'm okay with that. That's scary to me. Yeah. Cause I want to live. There's a part of me. That's why I'm here right now. Yeah. Getting help. And I do, I want to say this. I do have hope that I never had in a long time. Um, being out here in California, um, being at this treatment center, totally different with the, you know, I see, a, I get a one-on-one therapy five times a week um, for an hour. Mind you, I'm not prompting you to say that. No, no, I like this. I like no, this. I, 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 no, I've just, it's, it's amazing totally to different. watch you change. I just, I want listeners to understand, I'm like, this isn't a plug. This is, this is you. Right. This is different for me this time. Um, I'm thinking of it differently. Um, I'm exhausted. Like I said, I've never felt exhausted before. I'm exhausted. I'm tired of... You're exhausted in a good way. Uh, I don't know, like... Well, you're exhausted from working your tail off every day, from what I understand. Well, from using. I mean, yeah. I'm oh, you're exhausted from that. Yeah. I get it, I get it, I get That's it. That's what I'm exhausted from. Yeah, I get and, it, sorry. Uh, it's, it's tiresome, and, and... I mean, I just don't want to be that person anymore. I really don't. I really don't want to be that person anymore. And... Uh, it's if I fail again, which I'm scared of, you know, and I, and I think I have some hope. I have some hope this time. I really do. That, that's been totally different. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to me. So, um, yeah. What's your, what's your outlook? I mean, how long is this going to take for you to stay in California? Not just, not just California. I mean, going home, these early stages could be totally catastrophic. Right. You know, Minnesota's not out of the question. Right. But right now, you know, it's like, it's probably not the best idea. Right. I mean, is you're, are you open to the idea of, you know, just, you know, staying in a sober living house, just kind of taking it slow for the next, you know, six months, year, right. something like that? Or are you are you open to that idea? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I've been using 10 years, like 98% of the time in the last 10 years, 98% of the days, 99 maybe. Yeah. And what's six months or a year to those 10 years of I can have, I, I've seen people, they're, they're happy, you know, being sober, yeah. clean. Yeah. I want that. And if it takes six months, if it takes a year, if it takes two years, I'm, I'm willing to stick around. And, and I, I feel, I feel a sense of safety. Um, I really like where I'm living right now in a sober living um, with nine other people um and a dog and uh i i really enjoy coming here to uh iop because this is what keeps me sober right now 
is, is being around other people like me and talking about it and being open like I am now and being honest and talking with counselors and, and uh, it's just helps tremendously then you know I, I couldn't just go to AA and just have AA but I know I need to go to those meetings and I won't always have treatment but for right now I'm going to be here as long as I can um, you need the treatment to get yeah. to a lot of the under the AA going to meetings is great yeah right. but it doesn't I mean AA is a is a way to keep momentum going but the but the underlying but the, the the bottom line is is that you have underlying issues that you can't get done in AA mm-hmm. that you need to get done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, AA was not designed for that. I mean, there's other things. I mean, if AA started now, it would be a little bit differently than how it was, you know, way back in the you know mid to late 30s. Right. Which it's 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 amazing. I'm a huge fan of it, 100. percent But you know, it's just the same old thing. What we know now, if we knew then, um, you know. But it sounds like you're. Dude, you're walking the walk. I'm trying to. I'm you, trying to do what I'm. No, you're not here. trying. You are. It's a fact. I'm not trying to pump you up. I'm just. I'm just showing you the cards that you just laid out for us today. You just totally laid out. You're going through it, man. And it's gnarly, and it's it's it's. it's I mean, it's straight. It just sucks. Yeah. It's absolutely exhausting on a daily basis. You're tired from. You're tired of looking at your past. You're tired of what you got to do on a daily basis, and um, I congratulate you, dude. I really do. You're doing a great Thanks. job, man. It takes a lot of guts to to walk in here every day and turn yourself inside out. And it's the only way you're going to get straight. You're going to have to listen to suggestions. People are going to tell you to do things that you do not want to do. And you know what? You're going to have to really have a sit down with yourself and being like, well, I know what, if I, if I do it my way, this is what's going to happen. But if I try it their way, hey, you know, it, it's got to be better than, than, than what I've been doing. Right. Because you already know it doesn't work. No. So I've tried so many different ways other than what I've been taught and it's always been a failure. Yeah. Drew, I can't thank you enough for showing up, buddy. Thank you very yeah, much. No it's a big deal. Um, it was fun yeah. talking to you. If any of you guys um, you guys can download this on um, um, voiceamerica.com after we're done, or you can go down to iTunes, uh, look me up, Ross Ramin. Um, you can go to our website at rebostreatment.com. Uh, and we're happy to answer any questions for you and help out in any way we can. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Be well, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week on The Power to Create Yourself. We hope to have you tune in again next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition with Ross Ramin on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an enlightening week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.